on your tables, you have a piece of paper that looks like this. This is yours to take home. Now, Christy actually didn't design this one. This is a Charles Harmon copyright. I know, it's looking very lovely, isn't it? Um, so, what this is, is um, some things that we as leaders are looking to pray for. If you say, kind of, what's our vision, then we would say it's kind of wrapped up in these three things. We want to build a home. We want to thrive. We want to grow in number. And we want to pray for the resources to bless this city and bless this church. And um, as we kind of, we spent time with like Roger Ellis and in, in kind of trying to form something of a, um, a vision for proximity. Um, so we've been doing that since October. And in the February prayer week, I was just like, God, how can we how can we wrap this up in you know in, in in who we are as proximity? It's the same thing, but we're the same people. But God's doing a new thing, um, and and just kind of like yeah, asking God. And when I was in the prayer room um, in February, I felt like God just brought back this verse in um, these verses in Jeremiah: build houses and make your homes there. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Get married, have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons, give your daughters to be married. Then they too can have sons and daughters. Let there be many more of you and not fewer. Also work for the success of the city that I have sent you to. Pray to the Lord for that city. If it succeeds, you too will enjoy success. And so this is um, just... The, the verse that we feel is going to lead us through. Um, we've had 15 amazing years as proximity. Um, and, you know, these, these, this, this, these verses, we've had prayer weeks on. Who can remember the, the soil and the planting and the, yeah? It's not new things. It's not new. But, the, but God is speaking to us in a new direction of what that means for us in this season. So we are believing God for a home for Proximity Church. We're believing God that we'd have a base, that we'd be able to say, where's Proximity Church? It's there, you know, to have a prayer room. Who misses having a prayer room? I miss having a prayer room. Um, you know, somewhere that we can just go over a everyone's prayers and encounter God and that, that thick, permeating presence of God. We want to have a home um, to call our own. So you know that we are looking at the scout hut. The reason why we haven't been able to move in yet is because they're sorting out the toilets and they're sorting out the kitchen. So it's still a work in progress. We're actually going to go this Wednesday to check it out. Um, but that's, that's a short-term thing. That's not a long-term plan. So... Um, there are other conversations that are going on about buildings in the area. Um, and so we'll be able to keep you updated on that. But this is, we've got to pray these things in. We've got to pray for these things. We've got to pray for our home to come and what sort of home that's going to be and, and what sort of shape that we want to take. We want to increase in number. We want to grow. We want to see this family grow. It talks about in Isaiah 54 that you will be a growing family. You know, Rosemary's just talked about how rich and how amazing this family is. And we want to see that grow, don't we? We, don't, we want others to experience this family. We want others to come into the, the rich presence of God, to experience the healing of God. We want to thrive. We want to increase. We don't want to decrease. 
Um, and we want to pray for the resources. If we have more people, we're going to feed more people, okay? If we have more people, then we're going to need a bigger space. So we're going to have to pray for the resources to make that happen. So we're going to pray that this place would thrive and prosper, that we'd have a church that thrives and prospers, okay? So I want you to take this piece of paper home, and I want you to join us in praying for these things. These, this is kind of like the vision of where we see proximity going. And these are the keys that we really feel that we've got to birth in prayer before we see them birth in reality, okay? So please join us in praying for that. Um, we've been doing a series about the Holy Spirit. So Rosemary spoke about the Holy Spirit in me. John spoke about the Holy Spirit in the church. And it's my privilege to speak about the Holy Spirit in the world. And I just want to take kind of that, that grow, that thrive aspect, that increase in number, and bring it into the Holy Spirit in the world, okay? When the temple curtain tore in two, gosh, I sounded so Essex then, curtain, um, tore in two, okay, that fire that had been burning for 24, you know, 24-7, that fire, what happened was God's Spirit went out didn't it? And every part of the earth was filled with the presence of God. There was no limits. There was no bounds. There was nowhere too far, too dark, too broken for God's spirit. I love it in Habakkuk 2.14 when it says, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So it is of the spirit of God, his very presence filling the earth. Oh, that we would see that. Oh, that we would experience that. Just like in Eden, God walking with man. I, I want to experience God's presence all the time. Not just in church. Not just when I'm um, yeah, in the prayer room. I want to experience God's presence in the world. If God's spirit has no bounds and has the ability to, to reach every single living soul, then why, um, then why is the whole of created order not yet um, singing God's name? Why do nations not know the power of his love or walk in the miraculous or experience his healing? Why, why is that? Why has that not yet come? Um, John Tyson, who is a, a leader of a church in New York City, challenged his church at the start of 2022 with this crazy truth, okay? So they are a huge church. I was looking on their website. They have a thousand home groups, a thousand home groups across four different areas. Imagine that admin nightmare. Um, and their budget is massive. They have $4 million a year that goes through their, their system. Um, I don't think my Excel sheet would work for that, would it, Pete? <laughs> no. Um, but, but John Tyson's challenge the church. He said, how many people do you think we baptised last year? If we're a church this big, how many people do, would you think we baptised? And the truth was, they'd baptised nine. Nine people. And, he, and John was like, it just in utter anguish as he said this. He said, um, he said many people have criticised the church, and some have even left his church. Not one of those complaints had anything to do with the number of people being baptised. Oh, no, their complaints were about the worship, the teaching, women leading, Jeremiah talks about the flourishing of the church being inherently, being inherently linked with the flourishing of the city. The growth of the church, those coming to faith and being linked with the church, um, is, 
with a church that is not living for itself, but living for the sake of the city. Okay? William Temple said that the church is the only organization that doesn't exist for itself. Guys, the reality is growth, to be a growing family, it's going to cost us. It will cost us financially, it will cost our comfort, it will cost our time, it will cost our relationship. A thriving church, a growing church, is a church that is living out its call to seek and save the lost. In Luke 19, 10, uh, it tells us this, this is the sole reason that Jesus came. This is what he sends the Spirit and, and the Spirit sends us, the church, to do, to complete his mission on earth. We have been saturated this year with talks on mission um, and justice because this is what the whole vision of the church was all along, to be Jesus' hands and feet, fighting for justice, for salvation, for healing of all creation and whole lives, whole communities. The earth is broken. Creation groans the people groan but God has a rescue plan and it looks like you and me one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord and the church our church the church is a key player in bringing that future into the present as I say I believe God has been talking loud and clear to us in 2022 and I know that we haven't disagreed with any of the theology. We get it. We approve. But now is the time to say yes in our hearts. Yes with our lives. Yes with our finances. Yes with our time. Yes with our relationships. Yes with our meetings. Yes, yes, yes. Aren't you so desperate to see breakthrough in these streets? I am desperate to see breakthrough in the lives of the young people that I serve every week. I'm desperate to see breakthrough in my family's life. I'm desperate to see breakthrough in every aspect of my life. There must be more than this. God's got to have more in mind for Stanford, for these schools, for our hospitals, for our workplaces, in this time for our church. I just get this incredible um, sense that if we are really being spoken to, if we really are being spoken to by the Spirit in these days, then there's, there's a level of breakthrough still to come for each one of us. It's not enough just to hear these messages. We have to live and breathe the message. I love that bit in Isaiah. You've heard me quote it so many times. This is the other thing that came out of the, the prayer week um, that we had in February. There is this amazing uh, worship scene, okay? There are angels and winged animals. There is heaven's chorus, holy, holy, holy. And then from that throne room, there's this invitation. Whom will go for me? Whom will go for me? And that's what I feel like God is saying to us this morning. Whom will go for me, Proximity Church? Jesus looks at this town and he weeps. Je Jesus looks over the nations and he says, the harvest is plentiful. Jesus says, will you be my witnesses here to the surrounding areas and to the nations? 
His spirit hovers over all the desperate situations of this world and calls us out. Come, church. Come. I want to be the one that says, yes, here I am. Send me a thousand times. Yes. But truthfully, is my life living up to this? Is my heart stirred, convicted, compelled, burning, yearning to be sent, to be God's messenger? Truthfully, there are times where that fire is not as fierce as I want it to be. And as I have reflected and mulled over this talk for the past few weeks and months, I felt that bubbling of the spirit inside of me. I have felt faith, hope and love rise. The vision of each one of us compelled, fueled and ready to be messengers of the good news. A word of warning. In our sentness, it's important to know we are sent from love and we'll return to love. We don't do mission and we aren't sent out on mission to make God love us anymore. We are sent from love to love to return to love. It's a mission of love. What do you do for love? Love makes us do crazy things. When I went to South Sudan for the first time, <laughs> this is really embarrassing. But I wrote Christy a huge stack of letters for every day that I was away. So sweet, I know, just so romantic. I have no idea what I said in those letters. There's only so many ways you can write, I love you. And I can tell you now, Christy's not had <laughs> many cards or letters or anniversary um, cards ever since. He, he makes a big fuss about that. Anyway, as it turns out, those two and a half weeks were some of the hardest that I've ever had. And when I got home to Christy, I said, oh, Christy, wasn't it so hard? Didn't, we, didn't you miss me? And he was like, no. <laughs> didn't really miss you. Life went on and I had your letters, you know. Um, so he felt good. Well, I can tell you, I had no letters. <laughs> I had no signal on my phone. I was really sick. I had heat exhaustion. I shared a bed with rats. I was, I'd been to a war zone. The country was in famine. Um, we had very different experiences of that separation. But Christy, he felt loved each day. He felt chosen, thought of, and cherished. I want our church to be a love letter to the world to the streets we live on, to the workplaces we inhabit, the people we meet on the school gate, not out of duty, but out of an overwhelming sense of God's love and living out our call to seek and save the lost. We are like Christy in that story. We have Jesus. Yeah, we have troubles in this life, but we know the love of the Father. We belong to him. Imagine not having that sense of hope or faith for miracles. Imagine enduring the troubles of this world and feeling completely lost, totally abandoned, amid a war zone without a saviour to hold on to. I want to be like Jeremiah 29 where it says, Your message burns in my heart and bones. I cannot stay silent. Oh, that the Spirit would burn in us. Oh, that the good news of Jesus compels us not to stay silent. I love Proximity Church, and I've given much of my adult life to it. I'm not going anywhere. This is me. 
And in the years that we've existed, in these 15 years, we've seen miracles. We've seen schools work birthed. We've, uh, we've seen the needy fed, the poor being clothed. Amazing and rich encounters with God. We've welcomed the nations. And we've seen those that have been Christians for years had their faith fanned back into flame. But do I believe there is more for us than this? Absolutely, I do. Do I feel that God has called us to be a bigger family than this? Yeah, I really do. I feel that there is a need for bigger tables and spaces. I wholeheartedly do. But to do this, we need God to break through in the spiritual realms, in our hearts, in this place, and in the lives of those around us. Joyce spoke to us recently about having faith for the multitudes. We've heard the feeding of the 5,000 so many times this morning, and I want to re-speak that over us. I want to ask that God gives us a fresh revelation, a fresh vision and dreams, a fresh outpouring of his spirit for the flame of God to come on each one of us like at Pentecost. We are now that temple where the fire burns 24-7. But how does this breakthrough come? Where do we get this faith arise from? Well, firstly, I think it's with a bended knee to come open and ready to be consumed with the love of God again, with the love of God for us and for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For proximity so loved the world that they gave their very selves. I want to invite you afresh this morning to give yourself to God to be a holy sacrifice for him, to be a vessel of his spirit, to say, here I am, send me, with our whole hearts, to say this from Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. They're massive things to say, the massive things to say, and there's the cost. For me to live is Christ and Christ alone and to die is gain because I'll be with him. Secondly, in this place of prayer, we need to God to break our hearts. You know, Rosemary, when she spoke um, before and we heard from Joe Gisby, talked about that, that story from Narnia of statues coming to life for the breath of God to fill us. Like that famous song we've sung so many times, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything, literally God, everything that I am for your kingdom's cause. You know, as you know, when I was 18, I learned to pray in the 217 prayer room. And every day I'd go there with this prayer. Some want to live in the sound of church or chapel bell, but I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. My heart burned for the lost. And especially those from places of high deprivation and social housing. I just felt compelled to pray that I could be a part of God's rescue plan. And dare to ask for a place for God, to, 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 for a place to love the lost from. And you know that then that summer I was given the keys to a cafe. Didn't know how to cook anything, but I was given the keys to a cafe on a council estate in Reading. And from that place, I learned to seek and serve the lost. And I was discipled by that community for two years. This time and those people had just changed the trajectory of my life. Oh, how I'm so desperate for more of these stories from Proximity Church. So I ask God to break our hearts and for us to see a harvest that is 
plentiful. To have faith for the multitudes. To be moved, consumed, burning with passion for the world around us. To be dedicated in prayer and being willing to be the answer to that prayer. To give our whole lives to be part of God's rescue plan. And thirdly, there's just something very simple that I want us to do and commit to as a church. I want us all to choose one person that we are going to pray into the kingdom of God. I want us all to choose one person that we're going to message and text and just smack on heaven until there's healing in their lives. I want us all to choose one person. You know, wouldn't it be amazing if in a year's time that, that one person joined us and we've already instantly doubled in size? That's what we're asking God for, that we'll be a growing family. Not because we care about numbers, but we care about the lost. We want to seek and save the lost. And finally, I want us to pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be alive and at work in our church as we gather and as we are dispersed into our ordinary lives. God doesn't send us out into the world empty-handed. He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And I pray today we receive afresh those gifts. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous power, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in all different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. The anointing to be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher. On your tables, you've got these pieces of paper. Um, and what I want you to do is um, we're going to use them as a response, like a prayer, like a wailing wall. So there's these questions on your sheet, okay? And um, I just want you to, we, we actually might incorporate these in the prayer week that we've got in June. But you know, who will you commit to pray for? What and who is God breaking your heart for? What breakthrough do you want to see in the place that God has called you into? What gifts do you want to see grow in the church? So in that time of worship, that's, I want you to be responding in prayer because that's where it all is birthed from and it's from this place. Okay, and the other thing that I want us to do is um, there's all these, who remembers the um, gift balls that we had from the prayer week? Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to come up during our time of worship and pick a, a ball, a gift, and then go and give it to someone. Ask God, who do, you want this to, who do you want this for? Who can I give this to? And then pray it over them. We want to see the gifts of the Spirit birthed in this church. And um, just as I come to finish, I just wanted to share those words that Joe Gisby gave us in February. Um, he talked about the number two. You know, we're in 2022. And he said, in the Jewish community, the number two is for multiplication. Come on. He also shared that the number two is often about kind of the second part of the story, where conflict and resolution come together. He said, our best days are ahead of us. He said, if you're 40 and above, I won't look at anyone, um, step into what you've always dreamed of that you are on the border of your greatest blessing. He said that 2022 in the Jewish calendar is actually 5,782, which is actually means the house, that, the house that is both a sword and a weapon. There is a call on the church to be a weapon in God's hand for good and a mouthpiece of the kingdom, bringing breakthrough into a world of chaos. He shared that this number is linked with the word awaken 
It's time for the church to awaken. It's time for the world to awaken to God. And as I said, he landed that in that image of the Holy Spirit kind of breathing on us to receive this. And I just want to end with, um, with the bit in Acts, um, in Acts 1 and then Acts 2. So on one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father that he's promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They, see, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each and every one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So Proximity Church... Let's not leave this place without asking the Holy Spirit to breathe on us. Do please um, use this time to respond on your pieces of, of paper that God would use you as a love letter to the world. Write your heartfelt prayers for this place, for this nation and the nations of the world. Go get the gift balls and give them out in holy chaos. I'm just going to ask us to stand and um, Scott, if you could come. Okay, let's put our, our hands out. I do really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do some stuff with us, guys. So let's just put our, our hands out to receive. God, we, we thank you so much that you so loved the world that you gave your only son. Thank you, Jesus, that we know you. Thank you, Jesus, that we get the privilege of walking this life with you. Thank you, Jesus, that um, we know that experience of being chosen, of being loved, of being set apart. Thank you that we know love. Thank you that we can live in love. For Holy Spirit, now I just pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit. I pray for a fresh outpouring, God, where there's things inside of us that are like those statues. Would you breathe on us? Would it come to life, God? We pray for our hearts, God. We pray that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours. Jesus, we want to see this family grow. God, we want to be sent out from this place to seek and save the lost. We want your word to burn in our hearts and burn in our bones. God, that we would not stay silent. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We hear heaven saying, whom will go for me? And we say, here I am, send me. Amen.